this is way too inside baseball. Like, but it's all Spider-Man lore and mythology. So it's all stuff that you know, but it's so much of it. So much of it that after a while, like even though I, I know all I know pretty much all of this stuff, like for after a while I was just I just got a headache watching the movie. <laughs> well let me, I got a headache. let me let me do the really quick introduction. So mm-hmm. w- welcome back to Insight Flicks. We're just doing our kind of uh, first, uh, well, Raymond just saw the new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is the second, uh, well, the sequel to the the big blockbuster um, Spider-Man. What was the first movie called? Into the Spider-Verse. What was this one called? Oh, this is Across <laughs> the Spider-Verse or whatever. Uh, across, and yeah. then uh, the next was Beyond. Okay, so that's what's okay. going on. And you just saw this in theaters like a couple hours ago, and you got a lot of thoughts about it. And a lot of thoughts. And maybe we'll go into a different conversation uh, because we haven't seen the movie. But um, so let's jump right in. Uh, like I said, this is Inside Flicks. We're just kind of doing our first reactions. And maybe we'll talk about a little bit about Dave because we just finished uh, watching the finale of Dave. And I want to kind of talk about it. I didn't watch the finale yet. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. No. Well, we'll talk I just got about. home a little bit ago. Okay. Well, we'll talk about uh, just the, 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 the rest of the season three mm-hmm. because I think it's, it's a fantastic uh, comedy series. Yeah. I, and I. Uh, Freaking uh, Gata spoiled the the finale for me on Instagram. He posted the, <laughs> uh, the cameo. Well, a, lot of, a lot of people have been uh, uh, posting the, the the you know the finale of Dave. Yeah, the, the, the Gata should know. Most people watch it when it's on Hulu. Not you know, <laughs> no people don't watch it on Netflix. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah but, um, but yeah, let's get into the uh, Spider Man uh, across the Spider Verse. One of the biggest, imp- I guess, eagerly awaited uh, comic movies of the summer. Although the summer probably just started right now, or you know, I guess when when, when kids are out of school, like like this month in June, right? Well, the official um, uh, summer started in May, but this is, I mean, but for, well, I mean, officially with school out, you know, like that's that's in June, right? Like this is, must be the last week for kids, uh, most most kids in America, or at least. Well, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this week is going to be a big week. Next next couple of weeks is going to be big weeks. Hopefully. And so this is going to kick it off. And so what was your, let's talk about the crowd. I mean, this, you went to an early screening or the, you know, no, first it's day. A, op, yeah. Opening night. Opening night. So what, what was the crowd like? Um, it was, it was full. I mean, there was a, uh, obviously a lot of Spider-Man fans. There was people like wearing Spider-Man costumes, mm-hmm. you know, dressed up in the whole, the whole getup. And, um, people, people seemed excited. Um, and I think overall people enjoyed the movie, but man, I mean, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I, I, it's frustrating to say, cause I think this movie lives up to the hype kind of, mm-hmm. but I also have problems with it. And, um, it's funny. Cause like, I've, I've seen like, uh, you know, going into this movie, I've seen like a lot of, you know, there's a lot of YouTubers that do like kind of these videos where they kind of go through all the reactions and all the <laughs> reviews and stuff like that. And I've, I was listening to all these positive reactions and getting super hyped and buzzed for the movie. And then I would, I I'd hear these negative reactions that, you know, this has like, I think a 97% of Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. There's very few like negative reviews for it. And then like, after I watched the movie, like just a couple hours ago, I started thinking of those negative reviews and I'm like, they're, those are actually very sensible reviews. Like I, I, <laughs> I under, I understand where they're coming from. So it's like, it's this thing where I agree with the positive reviews. I think everything that people are saying about this movie is true, but I also think this movie is too much. And I think all the negative reviews are basically saying 
this is this is like this is just way too much like this is way too much like geekiness way too much fan service way too much just spider-man mythology and lore Mm. it's just it's it's exhausting honestly it was it was pretty exhausting and it's it's the problem that we kind of have with the marvel films uh, certainly with ant-man and and the wasp quantumania where it seems like you have to like keep up with a lot of different shows and films and 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 inside baseball stuff yeah but here's the weird thing about this because you you have to keep up with all these things but it's all stuff you know Mm -hmm. but it's still so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) that it's just like after a while, like my I, I almost started to get a headache, like around the uh, like the the third act of the movie, and it's crazy because the movie, like it has an incredible ending, it has a great opening, mm-hmm. it has great scenes throughout. It's consistently funny and has beautiful animation, but it's just overwhelming. Is that a symptom of like say comic book fatigue than than anything else, or is it? I well put it this way: I think this is a movie made for comic book fans mm-hmm. not comic book movie fans okay i think most people that like like the marvel movies actually probably aren't gonna like this movie <laughs> i think general mcu fans are gonna i don't know i i think i think if a lot of mcu fans didn't love the last one they're really not gonna like this one because this one is just this is a movie made for comic book fans a movie made for comic book lovers specifically spider-man fanatics and well i've been a, fa- a spider-man fan my whole life and most of the references and uh, callbacks and, you know, all, all these different iterations of Spider-Man, I'm familiar with a lot of it, but it was, I don't know, it, it was just still, like, after a while, I started to get a headache, mm-hmm. and I just wanted the movie to end, <laughs> even though it was consistently good, if that makes any sense. And I don't think it's that long of a movie compared it's to two some... hours and 20 minutes. No, uh, it, it, yeah, okay, it's, it's pretty it's, long. It's the same length as Fast X. Uh-huh. And uh, I hated Fast X, but uh, like I Fast X, I was I was falling asleep because it was so boring. The only reason I didn't you know completely fall asleep during that movie is because I watched it in 4DX. So like the with motion scenes, I was being tossed around the theater, and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it's hard to you know actually fall asleep. This movie, it was exhausting in the same way Fast and Furious <laughs> was, but it was fun and I liked it. And I should also point out that I feel like a lot of the critics of today, especially a lot of the critics are like praising this movie and saying this is the greatest movie of all time. And if you look through the reviews, there are actually are critics saying that they think this is the greatest movie of all time. Or I they, really think they, lot... they say greatest comic movie of all time. No, they're, they're I, saying there's the some of them actually of all saying, time? yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie. come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. Know. And, um, and I can, I, in a way I can understand that. Cause I think a lot of the critics today are probably my age. Mm-hmm. And I think they grew up loving all the same stuff that I loved, you know, growing up in Spider-Man and all this stuff. And I think if you are one of those people and you never got out of that phase, this is going to be the greatest movie ever made. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, you know, if you're not a child at heart, always like, I, I just, I think you're going to want a bit more out of it. I don't know if you're going to want a bit more. I think it's, again, it's just too much. <laughs> I, I feel this is a, this is the first part of a two-parter story. Like a movie ends on a giant cliffhanger and well, another like, I don't want to, I don't want to like <laughs> spoil anything. Like I don't, I'm not going to spoil any of the plot, but I do know a lot of like what happens in the upcoming flash movie. And like ever, after seeing this film, I feel like more than likely what's going to end up having happening in part two of this film mm-hmm. is going to be the second half of the flash. Mm. And I don't understand why this movie 
needs like five hours to tell this story. It just seems completely unnecessary. Well, you bring up a good comparison because of the whole idea of Flash is that he's going to try to save his and all, the and mother. Also, yeah, and also really quick, people are saying that the Flash movie, like one of the things people are really loving about it is that it's super accessible. Mm -hmm. It's super accessible. And people are saying, you don't even need to watch the Michael Keaton Batman movies or Justice League or any of that. Man of Steel, you don't need to watch any of it for the movie to make sense. For this movie... You have to be a diehard Spider-Man fan. <laughs> like you have to know everything about Spider-Man to, I think, really appreciate this movie. And if you don't, I think it's just going to be a headache. And 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 I am a, a Spider-Man fan. It's just I'm. I don't know if I can maintain that childhood mentality for a full two and a half hours. Because even when you watch something like Avengers Endgame, like the first hour of that movie is like a drama. Basically, mm -hmm. this is like this is this is like a Spider-Man cartoon thing. Like and throughout the whole thing there's no like maturity to this movie at all like mm. uh, i'm and it's just it's too much and you think it's too much for like little kids too no no i think it's too much for for adults okay so you, you say well how about if this clicks with a younger audience like someone they didn't they didn't they didn't click with the first one that's true that's true I mean, we said before that that, uh, and I was surprised that it didn't make that much money. I mean, comparatively with the other uh, comic book movies. Yeah, I, w I was actually thinking before watching this movie, like hearing all the buzz and stuff, that this could be like a, uh, you know, the last one made four hundred million worldwide. I was thinking this could make six hundred million, maybe even more. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure about that anymore. Well, After watching a, the movie, I'm, I'm it, not so sure about that. It is a Thursday night. How packed was it? It was packed, but I watched it in 40x, so it's not like um, like those sort of bigger seats and stuff. So. It doesn't fill that many people, but it, it was full. Mm. Well, I was thinking about this, like, like you know, we were talking about in our box office report about uh, The Little Mermaid and how how much that, that did pretty well here in, in domestically, but kind of bombed the worldwide. I think that's going to be the same for Spider-Man. Oh, really? You don't think this is going to hit uh, for, for international audiences? Well, maybe about as much as the last one. I do think it'll, it'll make more domestically, but I don't think it's I, like I thought the international. I thought internationally it was going to be a, bi a bigger hit than the last one. I'm, I don't think that anymore. Well, to, in regards of the in, uh, the Little Mermaid, uh, you know, there was a story about how much it got so much flack. You know, it got a reviewed bomb internationally. It seems like the stuff that 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 you see around here in the in the states is now happening in international places where they're reviewing bombing those those sites or whatever. Yeah, and, I saw about. I was reading about that earlier. And Little Mermaid was like kind of the perfect kind of target because it has whatever, and, and people are always talking about the diversity of that stuff. And and also Disney is like a a, a common. Uh, everyone hates Disney. <laughs> everyone hates Disney, and for for good reason because they're just yeah. like they have you know, did, dominated the the film industry and has gobbled up a lot of other little you know you know they gobbled up the also, Fox Studios and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like monopoly they're creating. There's a lot of reasons to hate Disney. Yeah. Uh, besides, like, kind of the kind of the silly argument. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, the silly, the silly argument about wokeness and stuff like that. Because that's, oh yeah, but I, I think that's just they have much bigger. They have <laughs> yeah, much yeah. bigger issues than that. Uh, I don't even care about the whole wokeness. For me, it's just that it always feels so lazy and forced. Like, a, if you're going to do that, commit to it. You know well, what I mean? But but you also have like better arguments for for hating these movies. I mean, I think the yeah. woke argument is like just a, a, a lazy argument. Yeah, right? and I just agree. a simple simple argument. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, but I think that that has hurt Little Mermaid. I think it hurt, has hurt Marvel. It has hurt Star Wars. 
I think with with Spider-Man in, into the or Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, I haven't really seen any kind of divisiveness or well, it just came out. That's true, but I'm I mean, you know, a lot of the a lot of the Marvel films, even a lot of the DC films, there's been months and months and months of like leading up to this kind of toxic stuff that goes on with fandom, and I think ultimately it has hurt those films at least, at least financially because the uh, the fan base is fractured and and when you have a like kind of a, a fractured fan base you don't have a base of kind of uh of a uh, of people who want to uh, want to like tell people about th- these movies and there's less awareness and there's less people who are into it you know or or, or you know becoming um more engaged with the, the but, stuff but also but also like uh you know specifically talking about spider-man this is like the most like nerdy comic book movie i've seen in my entire life <laughs> and um i feel like we're also kind of like because when i when you and you guys were kids and even like when when i was growing up like it was it wasn't cool to like the shit yeah <laughs> and it, it, it was starting to become cool and acceptable you know over the past decade but I think it's starting to switch again. I think it's. I think all of this stuff is starting to become, you know, not cool again. <laughs> like I think the young, the like really young kids are like, oh, this is stuff like that my parents make me go see now. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think the younger audience kind of are losing interest in comic book movies, and I think maybe they're too, maybe they're waiting for video games. I think that's and what's also, super remember, nar- A lot of a lot of these kids, they've been watching these movies since they were, you know, yeah. like babies. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, these are like those movies that like my dad would take me to go see, <laughs> force me to see. Yeah, like yeah. super. That's why I think Super Mario Brothers was. And again, that's another pro- property that didn't have a much kind of toxic fan base or whatever. And I think video games are kind of the new comic book movies where people are, want to see these video games uh, adaptations. And you know, I think that that's why you got a lot of buzz for, around uh, the Last of Us TV series, which I think is was an okay TV series. It wasn't. It was an egg. It was good. I still it was solid. It. <laughs> yeah, it was solid. No, I, I agree with most. Uh, I, I think it was a. Re- I thought. I thought it was really good. The, the but I don't think. Us. I don't think the first season beats any of the first two seasons of The Walking Dead. The Frank Darabont's, uh, you know, seasons, which I think. Yeah, that- but people. People recently watched uh, Why the Last Man. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We saw that adaptation. <laughs> And then, yeah, and, you know, and, and in comparison, I'm sure Last of Us looks like a masterpiece. <laughs> Well, the the Why the Last Man uh, TV adaptation tried to change a little bit thing. You know, it, it actually, did, that, you know, it, it changed. I think they added some pretty decent stuff, but all the government they, they, stuff. They changed it a lot compared to the um Well, it was set in, to- book. yeah, the comic book was set during the post, or yeah, post 9-11. So a lot of that kind of felt right at the time. And, it was, and also it's much more of a Gen X, you know, or at least the main character was a slacker. It was a, kind of a Gen X slacker. This what one you're saying he, is what you're saying is it should have been directed by Kevin Smith. <laughs> I was saying that it should have maybe been you know set after 9/11 and makes more sense mm-hmm. here in the TV series. And I think why it kind of failed was like a lot of the political stuff was kind of a comment on the Trump years and or the recent kind of you know what's going on with with the government and there right was now. Just, and there was and there was just an oversaturation of that type of content anyway and i didn't really agree with it i mean it, it was like it was pretty, pretty kind of surface level commentary 
Well, and... I'll say this. I got two episodes into that series and I was like, I can't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, you know, they, they brought in the trans issue in, in, mm. in the, and I thought that was actually a, a, a decent, uh, uh, addition that to it. Cause oh. yeah. Cause like the, they never, never brought in the trans issue or, or the idea of the trans issue in, in the comic books, uh, because you know, it was a lot less known about the community. And so I actually kind of like that stuff because, you know, yeah, what, what, what would a person who is a trans man, you know, do in, in a world where females, you know, survive or, or are the only survivors. So I thought that was interesting anyway. So, um, to go back to the Spider-Man into the, <laughs> uh, or across the uh, uh, Spider-Verse, you were saying about the, the reaction after afterwards, like the people were kind of bored. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there was there was some like kind of like booing and stuff like when the movie ended, but I think it's because like um, was there booing because they it was left on, on a cliffhanger and people were just kind of uh, um, not satisfied with that. I think I think so, but I think also like um, this was like way too long. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like we didn't even get like a, a complete you know the complete story and yeah. So like um, when the movie ended, there there was booing. I imagine a lot of it was, you know, just because people were like surprised that this is just, you know, a part one of a part two story. Mm. But I also think maybe a lot of people were kind of felt like mean and it was like, why was this two and a half hours? <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because like that's the feeling I got after watching the first part of Dune, you know, you know, and I'm like, oh man, that's how it's going to end, you know, because it mm-hmm. really felt like it was a little bit, uh, a little light on plot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, but you, I guess you're not saying it's light on plot. It's just that it ends in a weird way, I guess. Oh, Dune? No, Spider Man. No, Dune ended in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. So <is> that... <laughs> Dune just, they just, uh, they were walking and it was like, end of part one. <laughs> this, this, this had a better ending than Dune, at least. <laughs> but Andy, Andy for this movie was awesome. It's just, it's just like, again, kind of like what I was saying earlier. Like, if you watch the trailers for the Flash movie, you know, some, you know, a lot of, things are going to happen in that third act and happen in the second half of that movie. And I don't want to spoil those things because those are things that happen like literally in the last like 20 seconds of this film. Mm-hmm. But there's well, just so, so much in the, there's just so much in this movie that feels like it could have like just been taken out. <laughs> there's a lot of fan service. Well, mm. just like every generic, um, you know, reviewer, everyone's saying it's, it's, it's like empire strikes back. It's got yeah. an empire strikes back ending. Rich, pull some uh, r- r- quotes. Let me hear some quotes. So you don't have to like okay. name the name the guy or name the reviewer. Just just pull out pull out the quotes. Just the ones that pull out from Ron is fine. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go top critics. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, it's all uh, fresh tomatoes. Let's do uh, Alonzo Drawsley from the film critic. Uh, everyone knows. Yeah, he's a, a breath. Uh, yeah, a breathtaking world 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 gig of a superhero saga spanning multiple realities without ever losing its emotional tether. Uh, let's all wall street journal, Kyle Smith, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse has much of the whimsical energy of its predecessors, particularly in its wildly inventive visuals, but it has a slightly different writing lineup and even its best bits feel like a rehash. So that's, a oh, that's a kind of like a lukewarm or mm-hmm. not that, you know, you know what I will, I will say, there were a couple jokes in this movie that were like rehashes and callbacks to the first movie. And uh, those felt completely flat for me. I mean, I'm, I, I was surprised that a lot of the like big attempts at humor for the, at this movie fell flat for me, mm-hmm. but I was laughing consistently. It was just kind of like smaller 
jokes. Mm. You know what I mean? And more kind of character related jokes and character stuff. But like all of their big attempts at humor I, in my theater, there was like crickets. Uh, Rolling Stone, David Fear says completely re- recaptures the panel to panel thrill of discovering your res- respective eras, teen angsty Marvel icon. Richard Roper, it's a bit too much at times, but it's also pretty great. And it'll be a huge surprise if the third chapter in the trilogy isn't equally entertaining. Three out of four, but it's fresh. That that's kind of probably kind of how where I am because I I like the movie. It's just it's just too much. I'm sure if like the deep if we, if we read his full review, I'll probably agree with the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's some of the like? Is there any rotten uh, reviews? Uh, this is the first one I've seen. It's uh, from the Daily Telegraph of the UK, who's usually pretty rough. Um, Tim Roby it, it uh, says it gets drunk on itself, sometimes sad drunk. To the brink of a hangover, slurrily outstaying its welcome. Interesting. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, it's because look, it's when this movie really gets down to the plot. Once you get to um, Miguel O'Hara, Oscar Isaac's character, mm-hmm. and he he the the character is great. He's a he's a really great villain, or he's not even the villain in many ways. Like I'm not. This isn't a spoiler. In many ways, this, 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 he's in the right. Most movies, and yeah. In many ways, Miles is the villain of the movie. Mm-hmm. yeah and miguel o'hara is the hero he's trying to i'm on his side <laughs> but but the thing is when he explains this whole storyline of why he why he's doing what he does it's just this is just nonsense like the, the for, like for... he gets the way they try to connect him to all the the way they try to connect all the spider-man together i was like this is just this is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was your thoughts on Spider-Man uh, across the Spider-Verse, and the, the new one should be coming out next year, which will maybe answer all the questions you have. I don't have any questions, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's, it's a very simple movie. It's just very, like, it's so much. Mm-hmm. If you know anything, if you know, like, Spider-Man, you'll understand it. Oh, I see. It's just way too much it, it really feels all the, connecting and 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 it's, it almost feels convoluted the way they try to connect everything like almost batman or superman theatrical cut levels of convoluted it seems like they're preaching to the choir and they're not really moving the ball they're just kind of like maintaining a certain degree that they know spider-man fans will will enjoy but they're not kind of progressing in a way they're they're or maybe they're afraid to kind of like no, do major changes that's the thing. They are progressing it. Oh, are they? They are. They are. They do great stuff with every with all of that. Mm. They, they, um, yeah, they they do progress the storyline. And one other thing I'll say about the movie is, you know, the first one was really good. And you know, one of the problems that a lot of sequels have, and in fact, you could say most sequels, is that they basically just recreate the first movie. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. They create this. Does, this feels completely different than the last movie. Mm-hmm. It's 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 totally its own thing. And in fact, you don't even have to watch the first movie to 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 understand this movie, but you do have to know everything about Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it really well. It, it, this is what it sounds like. It's it, coming from you. Is like you you enjoyed the movie a lot, but you, you enjoyed it because you actually know a lot about Spider-Man, and you you're fearing that an, an average moviegoer was just going to be completely lost while watching this movie, and that maybe that is uh, making you half second thoughts no i i think i think general audiences are gonna might just be bored and uh-huh. might fall asleep during this movie hmm. well, that's me <laughs> I mean, did you like the first movie into the spider-verse 
Yeah, I thought it had, it had an original taste to it, uh, but it was uh, very creative. The the artwork or whatever the uh, the design of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not my particular taste. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a gimmick. Another, you know, just another, just another way. I mean, it, I mean, I much prefer a, a more realistic look. Um, but I, I do appreciate that they made it look like a comic book feel to it. Yeah. And, and, like, a, um, but this one takes know, it even the, further with that. The the real, you know, the old old school comic book feel to it because I mean the the, the actual newsprint comics. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, like I said, I think I think that's like a gimmick. Mm. Um, uh, I much prefer the uh, to see you know, um, in Spider-Man a Spider-Man is amazing. <laughs> I, I'm I much prefer just the just the, a cool slick look like a like a Pixar, but but um, but you know, in the uh, in the Japan animation kind of uh, feel to it, like you know, you know, like just like the the new um, like the series that we've been enjoying in Netflix. Uh, Oh, uh, you know, uh, arcane, the arcane, like sort of like version. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Uh, well, it's you, you can't deny like how much the first movie into the Spider Verse influenced a lot of new coming up uh, animated films, like even like uh, the Turtle, Puss in Boots. Ninja Turtles. Ninja, Ninja Turtles is a big one that just dropped a trailer that, which mm-hmm. actually looks a lot more painterly. I was shocked that it actually looks like like water paints or watercolors, and but um. No, but like Puss in Boots was a big one that kind of felt like a Into the Spider Verse, and there was another one, Bad Guys. I think that was kind of they kind of had the same similar, or they were trying to go for that look. Mitchell's versus the machines. I thought Not Mitchell's. Really. I thought Mitchell's versus the machines had its own style, but it, again, it, it it it. I guess Into the Spider Verse opened the door for for different styles. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For innovating with animation. Personally, I did like the movie Enter the Spider Verse, the first one, but because I'm getting older, I like I, I said this before, <laughs> the visuals got to me and like I couldn't, I got I was like I had watery eyes and shit. <laughs> like like how can people stand this? Because it felt like a a 3D movie without the glasses. I'm like I can't I can't really focus on this shit, and so yeah. uh, I think I'm gonna have problems with this other new movie. Um, but, this one, this I mean, if you had problems with that, you'll probably have a bigger problem with it this time. But yeah. at the same time, the, I thought the animation was just so much more creative and so much more like I've never seen anything like this before. That I think you'll appreciate the animation more than you did in the last one. Probably, even though you probably will have the same issue with it because like it, it really at times did look like three D without the glasses. Um, uh, let's get to like what our thoughts on Dave and you know Raymond have not seen the finale. We just saw the finale. It was interesting because like when I got into the season three and, you know, Dave, for those who don't know, Dave is kind of based on uh, Lil Dicky. He's a rapper. He's a co- comedic rapper, a real life comedic rapper. But in the movie and in, in the show, rather, he is kind of it's almost hyper where he's not it's not he's not really he's not playing himself. He, he's playing a, a hyper or a heightened version of, of himself. Really? I feel like he's basically playing himself. Well, it's funny because I saw this uh, YouTube um a mini documentary on, on Little Dickies and his rise to uh, mm-hmm. fame in the in the show, and I didn't realize like he he didn't really have, you know, or he only had like a, an EP or only has like one album. Yeah, or, yeah. And, he's and been so working he's, on his second album for like a decade, and so he's actually much more popular in the show. You know, as the, the creation he created, like it's actually the show has like super 
seeded his rise in real life. Like in the show, he's much more popular in that in, in that world than he is in yeah. real life. And I thought that was odd, but also a little he, bit genius. But he was also like respected amongst his peers. Uh, uh, initially, that's why he would. That's why. Well, not initially, but eventually. You uh-huh, know, like uh-huh. by the time he made his album, I mean, he had so many people on it, like so many guests. Okay. And um, I think it's I think it's just because you know uh, pe- people recognize that he was clearly talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy can rhyme. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, really uh, I, I I vaguely remembered some He's of his rapper than he is actor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, dis- the- I disagree. Uh, I can't stand his. Um, I can't stand the rap of whatever whenever he does it. And uh, really, but, the, you, but, you, but you're I, I just I push it to the side, and I, I enjoy the the show more. But you're that's more of a commentary on the 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 state of hip hop right now, right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> I hate I hate all you hate yes. you hate uh what's it called the the voice um what's it called with the voice when you do the voice thing auto tune auto tune mm-hmm. you hate the auto tune you hate all kind of that trip trip hop producing yeah all that stuff all that kind of which i think has really maybe have damaged or i no, i actually it's hip-hop is or rap is bigger than ever yeah but i think it you know for dominant it's lazier than ever to me well it's much more kind of focused on the producer right it was it was the laziest probably in the 80s i hate to say it but the the beastie boys were probably the guys that really pushed it and like really started to innovate when it came to like producing beats but before the beastie boys like it was fucking lazy as hell like don't come on you know that no i dare you i don't know it was just looping it was just looping well that, that was the only thing that, they that's could that's do a, that's, uh, it, it, that, yeah, you know how hard it was just to loop those things back then yeah you, you, you know, know like, that's like the most minimum thing they do now yeah because i know because it's, so it's, it's easy with the tools i mean to a- actually have a loop and take it like either take up either from a to, from a from to, a fucking uh <laughs> vinyl record or, from a record yeah, yeah. To find a good beat you know you have to go through back room uh record stores to find like an old album cover or album mm-hmm. And find like a, a, a certain drum beat and like that. And that took a lot of time to do that. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's just you know you look through a, a a library or a folder, and you just pick one out and boom. So someone had to create those. Yeah, and that happened all from the eighties. <laughs> those those drum beats and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't I don't agree with that. Uh, but <laughs> but but I do think that you know in the eighties it was late eighties early nineties that. Uh, but it was it was much different. Do you know what I mean? It's it, it was like it was like um, like I, the hip hop I loved was Wu Tang, and you know Wu Tang is like you know that was all like they were creating the sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, RZA was just you know would 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 hit pans and stuff, and you know they would just they would try. It was almost like a band that you know with whatever they could find, you know, and just make the make the sound to create the beat. And uh, that that was you know really creative. But what they're doing now, I think it's completely different because like to create the sound, they still are creating sounds mm-hmm. a lot of times, but, uh, and they also creating new techniques to create different, um, different, like, I don't know what these things are called, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Beats. like, like different produce pr- pr- production, uh, production things. Like it, they, they create those things. Yeah. Like, I, know. I mean, that's why, that's why people think Kanye West is a genius because he, created so many things that people like just stole and using and using modern music yeah I, I, that's fine i mean i I'm don't, i don't have a problem with the, some of the producers or creating some of this stuff i think i think they should get rid of autotune just because i think i just on on a 
you know, on a, you know, aesthetic level. People, it love, just, people love auto I know. I don't know why. It just sounds so bad. I mean, I, I could, you could like double the voice and have a pleasing sound, but you don't have to like total auto tune it. And cause I just don't like that, 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 that particular sound to it. But anyway, that's just me. Uh, or, or that's an old man talking, um, mm -hmm. to get to, to back to Dave. And let me just say this. I love the, I, I love the fact that right now there's a kind of a resurgence of the, of, of De La Soul because their albums are now available on streaming. And now, now people are kind of finding Man, them for the forever. Like what was, uh, what was up with that? I know it was copyright. For... <laughs> oh, was it, was it, was it cause of the fucking looping? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was, no, well, it was copyright stuff. I think it was too many, you know, they, the looping. <laughs> well, it was the sampling. Yeah. They sampled too many yeah. stuff and a lot of people need yeah. to take credit and they have to divvy up those, those rights to the proper How come owners. Boys never got through with that. I think, uh, they probably did it correctly, I guess, you know, and I, but, but they were the first ones to do it. So they must've done it, you know, I guess, also, right? I guess they had to, they, because they were a little, they were more popular. They were able to pay them off. They were white. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it, it, i mean it's just the it's the same thing as um as um you know the same reasons that we're, we're never getting any new um any updated versions of uh old classic movies because um the the studios behind it or whatever who own uh, for the home video rights they don't want don't to want paper don't want to don't want to pay for the the music rights to the that the, the, they use in the original. oh yeah yeah and that's a problem with a lot of tv shows actually mm -hmm. um a lot of um, 90s not that's that's a lot of 90s TV stuff shows. yeah because a lot of 90s yeah. did the, had a lot of especially everything that aired on the mtv <laughs> yeah a lot of 90s tv shows had, and butthead. had yeah had a lot of uh music as 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 the background and yeah, with the streaming, that they, they has that they open up a new lit litigation where you know you have to divvy up those kind of copyright stuff and like have new contracts, and it just takes forever. And studios are not willing to do that, and so that's a lot of. I think a lot of nineties shows are going to get um, lost because of that. Like you guys know, like you guys, I don't know if they've updated this like by now because I'm I'm sure it's been released on DVD many times, but like you know the uh, Married with Children DVDs don't even have the original theme song. Oh Jeez. wow! Jesus Christ! Really? Yeah, they have a they have like you can look it up on on YouTube. Like they have some bullshit song they made up for it. Like it's just like a like a like a score. Oh, that's not the love and marriage. Wow! Oh yeah. wow! <laughs> I think maybe for the first season they kept the love and marriage, and for every other season it's just like a score, and it's a horrible score, like a like a comedic like loop D like. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, some te tempered, Stupid. you know, temporary yeah, kind horrible. of track. Yeah. Oh, wow, that sucks. Yeah, I, I, I uh, that's a big problem with nineties. I guess they didn't see it. They eighties, eighties didn't have that issue. I, I well, no, they did. They, I mean, yeah, that's why we're never going to. Well, there's see a lot of TV shows from then that are movies out. And, and oh, yeah. uh, oh, but those are probably like more like obscure films, right? Like maybe Vinegar Syndrome put them out. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Arrow or, or what was the what was the other one? The Scream or no? What's it called? Um, Blue Underground, um, Kino. Uh, now the, mm -hmm. the big the bigger one, the Scream Factory. Maybe Scream mm -hmm. Factory will put put some. Uh, I mean, they, you know, these are kind of the only people who are willing to fork up some of the stuff to to get some of the stuff right. You know, it's not and it's unfortunately not enough. Unfortunately, to make their money back, they have to sell them at like forty, fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, piece. I know, I know. Um. Anyway, so the. 
to go back to Dave. <laughs> we were talking oh, about yeah. Dave. So was the was the episode before the finale the Rachel McAdams episode? Yeah. Yes, but it's it kind of ties it ties in with the finale no. too. Yeah, it was okay. the uh, the um the, what's it called the New York Fest the thing festival thing the yeah, gala costume, the, the, yeah, the, the Met gala. gala the Met gala yeah. yeah. But anyway, let's let's just talk about the we'll just talk about the series itself because I think the first the first season was a really was great. It was a breakout. It it really kind of introduced us no, actually, to. No, let, let's talk about this really quick because I remember when the show premiered, when the show debuted. I was mm -hmm. excited for the show. I was very much looking forward. Mm -hmm. The three of us, you know, we're, we we uh, throughout the I guess the the 2010s or whatever, or yeah, the 2010s. We watched a lot of shows on FX and like Netflix, like about these comedians and stuff that mm -hmm. would have like these like semi autobiographical shows. I think the one that really kind of kicked it off was the FX show Louie, mm -hmm. yeah. and then like you know. A bunch of shows came after like netflix did the uh, master of none and uh so many shows and um and after and and by the time that dave came out those shows kind of they were kind of played out you know we've, we've gotten too many we've gotten too many of them uh Louis Keith holmes got one on hbo i never even watched it yeah jim dave, gaffigan had one on tbs he did <laughs> yeah 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 it was pretty good yeah it was, I mean, it was fine it's it just it, it, there was like uh there there was just like way too much of those type of shows and Dave came out at like a time at probably in a bad time. Cause I, I think like, I remember when the show was coming out, there was actually a backlash. There was a lot mm. of people that wanted the show to fail. Mm. And I remember online, you know, this was before the show even debuted its first episode. There was already people like uh review bombing it and stuff. Like, oh, wow. Hating on it. And the, and the main reason people were hating on it was because they were because pissed he's that, <laughs> no, they were pissed that, um, uh, Donald Donald Glover that uh, Atlanta uh, kept getting delayed yeah. or, or uh, that Donald Glover I think himself kept delaying Atlanta yeah yeah and people were people were like we're blaming what the hell how can Dave? we get this this white show this white show about a rapper but we can't get you know Atlanta and it's funny because I feel like everyone like kind of moved on from Atlanta <laughs> like, well I, I, I did you finish Atlanta at all you, I mean I stopped watching it after season two I loved season two but season three when they were in Paris and all that I just couldn't get into right, it right right and, and I think and I, think, I, I and I just I just haven't gotten back into Atlanta uh -huh. I mean Dave took its spot for me I think Dave is hilarious way funnier than than Atlanta ever was yeah exactly. and I I love the characters and I really I really love the Gata character I they had another bipolar episode with him this season I love mm -hmm. when they do that mm -hmm. uh he and he's a sex he, he really, addict he should, now. He should, yeah. he should get a... Well, he probably always was on the show. <laughs> right, right, in real right. life, too, right? <laughs> yeah. But, um... But, um... Yeah, that, that dude should... He should get an, uh, an Emmy nomination yeah. for... Yeah, I think everyone... Especially after this episode... Or this season, uh, everyone should get an, uh, Emmy nominations. And I would say, like, once Donald Glover got back... Because he was like, kind of busy with his own movie career. And once he come, came back... And, I like, I, I didn't... I didn't... I'm not a... Uh, Atlanta fan. I haven't really watched any of the, the stuff, but I know like the 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 word on the street was like season three was pretty bad or pretty divisive, and then season four he got back some of those people who hated the season three. But it's, again, it was still kind of like that surreal kind of politically bent stuff that that didn't necessarily work all the time. And I think Dave is just a totally different animal uh, because it's more of kind of a self-reflective uh, look, at, uh, and he's you know he's the butt of butt of the joke most of the time. Yeah. And I was shocked with 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 season second or season two because I didn't think I I mean I I didn't totally love season two. It was I thought season I one, thought one. I thought season I thought one. season two started off really well. I mean once it went some. Um, 
Once we saw that gay episode with Dave and Benny Blanco <laughs> in the beginning of the, uh, that, 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 that was season two. Yeah. That was season two. I think so. I think that was season two. That's, that's, that, that's the episode I go, all right, whatever. I'm in because this is fucking some crazy ass shit. Well, it's not necessarily a gay episode, but they're they're, they're oh, it is. <laughs> His relationship with with Benny Blanco, which I guess is based on true true. I mean, guys, they really are friends, and I didn't realize like Benny Blanco was a real guy. I thought it was like, just a, yeah. a comic actor, uh, but he's really a, a record producer. And he's right. a, he's like a big time breakout producer, a breakout performance in season two. I wish he was in season three, but I guess he's busy with he other is. stuff. Yeah, he, he was in a couple he, a couple he, things. He pops but, up, but I mean that that scene where he's like kind of <laughs> washing his ass or whatever. What, what what was the nickname they called each other? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, gay? Yeah. Did they say gay stuff? I don't know. It was like it was like uh, Chubs or was it, it was like something weird. They would just yeah. call it. I don't know, that whole thing was funny and they, peanut butter in each other's asses. <laughs> but it reminded me of what 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 Jackass used to do in the er, you know early night late nineties early two thousands. It, it was that type of kind of. Uh, harmless kind of uh you know but pushing the envelope you know kind of humor it's silly humor it's it's, you're making fun of the the silliness of it and i I but it was also that type of kind of like uh steve-o chris ponty kind of male bonding yeah 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 like like we're breaking some of these kind of norms these kind of like whatever you think about male relationships and they did in a, in a, a like I, still that's like one of my favorite kind of scene or episodes of episodes. a comedy <laughs> of a comedy show because it, it reminded me of what like what like how you know I was a big Howard Stern fan in the '90s and that was something that he would have done for sure back in the day. So uh, yeah, that was great. That was it was funny and I even though but you know yes the, that was what season two. I didn't like necessarily like Dave the character because he was becoming more arrogant and more ego driven or, or career driven. He's more arrogant in this season, right? <laughs> yeah, but I think there is there was a point in this season where I kind of understood his character a lot more, and I, you know, like he like I I thought this 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 season was brilliant because the way they were kind of jungle, ju- juggle comedy with drama with even like horror or some uh, they, you know that the episode where <laughs> they they're stuck in that. Uh, you know, uh, that storm, that yeah. Cr- the that, house. yeah, the religious, um, family where it, and then, and then, yeah, the storm happens and you know, there's a blackout and then, and then it kind of goes into a, like a horror, you know, tone. And I go, fuck, you know, this is, and we, you know, we kind of talked about this about, you know, in our weekly box office report episode where, you know, there was two major comedies that came out last week in, in the theaters, uh, about my father and the machine, the machine and how, those are kind of just typical paint by the numbers comedies and the people who are doing like really great comedy are, are in television. They're kind of really breaking the mold. And I think I Dave don't is disagree a with that. Great example. I don't disagree of that. that. I don't disagree with that. Dave, I think is hilarious. It's one of the things that makes me laugh more than anything right mm-hmm. now on television. I'd, I'd say for me, the three, the three funniest things on TV and two of them have been like two of my funniest things on TV for like, uh, well, one of them for like a decade and the other one for like, two decades <laughs> but the three funniest things on tv for me are uh south park uh it's always sunny and dave mm-hmm. two of them fx shows and how, but, what, um, did you finish the mystic quest myth mythical quest my, mythic quest season three i never finished season three actually oh okay because i you know yeah i never got to see i never i never even started season three i saw the first half mm-hmm. i'll finish it at some point yeah me too i mean I, there's, there's, yeah there's so many shows but that was, so- that was but uh, Mythic Quest, well, I, I really, really like, it's not 
super funny. Like it's more right. of a, it's not like you know, like like the other shows I just mentioned. It's 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 dramedy, I guess. Drama, dramedy yeah, in yeah. a way. Yeah. And um, I and, mean, there's also Dave. Well, I love Dave, and I think it's freaking hysterical. Like I say, it's like I think it's one of the funniest things on TV. But I I also would still kind of label it almost like dramedy ish because there are episodes mm-hmm. that are pretty dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and while there are episodes that are straight comedy, um, most of them I'd say balance comedy and drama. I, even going back to season one. And um and for and for that reason, I still like comedy movies. We just haven't really gotten one in a long time. But I want, I desperately want like a big comedy. Like you remember, like when, like back when I was in high school, like when the, when The Hangover came out, like how huge that was. Yeah, even oh, yeah. Richard liked that movie. <laughs> I think <laughs> Richard actually watched it multiple times. I, I, like when he bought it on um, on Blu-ray, and he never does that. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Like that movie, like I remember when that movie came out, like everyone like went out to go see it. It, yeah. it was like in the top five for weeks. And a lot of the people who were going to see that movie were, you know, high school kids and people that, you know, in, in their twenties. Yeah. And then when the hangover two came out, I remember when the hangover two came out, like tickets were sold out opening night. I had, I had to go see it like, uh, um, first showing the next day. Cause they, there were, there weren't even showings at night. It was all sold out. It was all packed. I had to get a shitty seat. I didn't love the movie, but the, the experience was so great just watching it with this whole packed theater. Yeah. And I missed that. We haven't gotten a comedy like that in the in a long time. I think maybe the last one was like Bridesmaids. Yeah. It's yeah. been forever. It was a long time. And and I think, you know, a comedy is like that, like the hangover and like Bridesmaids, it's it's a totally different experience than watching like something like Dave or Louie. Mm-hmm. And I, I want stuff like that again. I want good comedies. I, so I went to go see The Machine. I wanted The Machine to be good. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be good. Are I you... desperately, I, I, I thought at the very least, going into The Machine, going into The Machine, I was like, I know the movie's probably not going to be great. Mm-hmm. But I know, I knew, I, I thought going in, I know there's going to be a joke per minute. I know there's going to be nonstop gags and at least some of them have to land. Mm-hmm. And to my shock, the movie actually wasn't that bad. But the comedy where you want it to work, that's where it really failed. Uh-huh. There was like barely any humor throughout the movie. Like when it comes to like comedic set pieces, there was only like two comedic set pieces in the whole movie. And one, and I feel like the first one didn't even come until like way past the second half. And like, uh, I don't know. I was just so disappointed by the lack of attempt of humor in the machine. Uh-huh. And um, I'm just, and you could say that about almost any comedy that comes out in theaters. You know what I mean? Like I was surprised that like, I probably laughed more during, you know, the Spider-Man movie that I just reviewed yeah. than I did during mm-hmm. like most comedies that, or any comedy I've seen probably since like, I don't know, 22 Jump Street. <laughs> mm. Well, it really, really feels like maybe some, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it really feels like, well, it, it, there's a trailer that, uh, there's a movie that's coming out with Jennifer Lawrence uh, called. Um, looks horrible. No hard feelings. Oh, uh, looks horrible. I, I thought that the trailer looks pretty good. Yeah. I, and I think yeah. it, it's a throwback to a lot of that hangover stuff. And I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I understand. I, under, I understand why they push back uh, strays, but I think that looks like it could be very funny, oh, also. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it looks pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, well, I thought I thought uh, No Hard Feelings looks has potential to be a breakout hit. Now, is everyone saying that uh, Joyride is really good? But I yeah. thought that also looks yeah. horrible. That yeah, yeah I, think I didn't like. Look horrible. I didn't like that trailer although it got a lot of buzz at uh south x or sxsw where i and think cinemacon, had cinemacon right oh did it was mm-hmm. did it screen in cinemacon 
and they got a lot of good press there. I mean, so I'm hoping it looks good, but the trailer didn't necessarily look that great. I'm going um, to the, the look... screening of it next week. Oh, uh, really? The trailer, oh, cool. the trailer looked to me like it. Um, that it, the movie, whatever. It looks like er- everything that's funny in it is already in the trailer. Maybe. And I didn't even think the trailer was. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to the J- Jennifer Lawrence one, where it's kind of making fun of Gen Zers as like kind of the mm-hmm. butt of the joke, where they're kind of on their phones and stuff. And I thought that was interesting. I just don't know if that's going to hit with audiences, especially when movie movie audiences are now mostly Gen Xers or Gen Zers rather. But, but also like, um, like it's been a long time since Jennifer Lawrence has been like you know. I know she needs something. No, but the yeah. thing is, like, they're because they're promoting that movie, like oh, Jennifer Lawrence, right, like right. Academy Award winner Jennifer Lawrence mm. in this raunchy comedy, and it's like, do people even remember her? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if they... like, I I I think Jennifer Lawrence is an incredible actress, but I think most people probably remember her most as Mystique, and she didn't leave a good impression in her last few appearances <laughs> as that character, and like. Like I love her in like you know like well, the, um, I mean, the David O. Russell movies and like right. uh, Winter's Bone and stuff. But it's, yeah. it's been so long since those movies. Do people well, even remember them? Well, people remember her from Hunger Games. Oh yeah, I forgot. Her. I didn't <laughs> even remember Games. those movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. yeah, that. I mean, it's it's so funny because like we're you know there is a question out there of like who's going to be the, the next stars when when these older stars are going going to be too old, you know. Indiana Jones is finally coming to the end, and Harrison Ford is like not making big movies no more. So who's going to replace yeah, that? Wild. Yeah, and who's going to replace that? And you know, Christopher. I mean, I guess Chris uh, Pratt had like, a good ch- chance, but people like to take him down. So there's really there's yeah, the star. You, the it's star just Twitter. It's just Twitter. Yeah, still, I mean, but I, I mean, he's yeah, the, sure. He's the star of the year. He's, he's the, the star, star of the year he's so far. Too yeah. biggest, how, too biggest you know how old, how old we. How old I feel like when uh when um I look at babyface Leonardo DiCaprio and he's looking like he hit the wall already <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the latest trailer for uh, for uh, Killer of the yeah. Flower Moon or whatever. Well, that was a really good movie though. I, mean, I was yeah, surprised that. Still, he's, yeah, this is the, his prime, but Jesus. But he's he's, he's actually a lot older than you th- think. I think he's in his fifties now. So uh, he's now that baby face is gone, long gone before. Oh, it's, it's long gone, of yeah, course. Yeah. But yeah, but still. But I'm saying, I'm saying, I think, uh, yeah. It, well, here, here, there, there's another one. I mean, Leo Leonardo DiCaprio. Who's going to replace him? You know, because he is getting, like you were saying, he has hit the wall. Shelby. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Tim Shelby, Tom Holland, all these actors that you know have, are like in their 30s but haven't gone through puberty. <laughs> I mean, like Jennifer Lawrence. We were just talking about Jennifer Lawrence. Is she's going to be the next one in line to like kind of pick up the mantle of all this, you know, the stuff? And I, I fear that no, because the, we have a there's a kind of a society that kind of are rejecting kind of the star system of of what Hollywood has kind of built their built their industry on, and and people just yep. don't care about these stars no more. Yep. And, and, right. the, the next star is Logan Paul. <laughs> and what's this ridiculousness that? What's this ridiculousness that um, that uh, Ryan Gosling is getting too uh, old for Barbie yeah, for, for Ken? Ken yeah, yeah, like well, every... he is too old for Ken. <laughs> I don't know. Is he really? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe he is. I don't. I don't, I don't see but, like. But, a... but, at the same, but look, at the same time, Margot Robbie too old for Barbie? Then, uh, no. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter really because even if you watch the trailers, I mean, they have. 
20, 50 million Kens, like uh, yeah, even Michael Sarah's a Ken. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I don't, I don't, I don't get the argument. But I do, I do think like if you're gonna have Margot Robbie as like the, the protagonist Barbie, I do think like, you could probably got someone you know that isn't Ryan Gosling. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm shocked. Like I, I'm like Peter Pascal is like I would say he was kind of a person who is like the flavor of the month. But here's People a guy. Want for Ken? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying, like, up for the star system, or the you know that's kind of failing right now. And I'm shocked that, like, I, actually, there's this really big buzz about, you know, Pedro Pascal, but he's not a movie star. He's a TV star. So maybe TV are is the only place where you could like actually make stars anymore. I don't know. Look, look, uh, go, going back to Ryan Gosling really quick and Barbie. <laughs> okay. Just really quick. You know how I think should have been Ken. Okay. Who? Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that would have been nice, you know. Yeah, yeah. but also like you know, it, that that horrible, horrible performance he gave in, in Ghostbusters. That's that's Ken right <laughs> that's there. Ken. Yeah, it's definitely Ken. That's right? Ken. Basically, yeah, it's a himbo. He's playing a himbo. Yeah, yeah I mean that's would have been perfect. It's I don't know. I mean I I don't know who goes what goes into the casting yeah, of these things. I think Barbie looks horrible, <laughs> especially that last trailer, man. That last trailer, was yeah, like, man. Crap. I don't know why people are like just watch Elf. Yeah. You know? yeah, I mean the same, the same thing, or, right? or in, Enchanted. You know, yeah. why? Why are we getting another one of these? And I don't know why Greta Gerwig has agreed to do it. I mean, well, you know what? You know, good for her. You know, she's done a lot of indies, and you know, she started off, you know, as an actress doing a bunch of shitty movies, like mainstream movies, like like the Arthur remake. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I. <laughs> You know, good for her. You know what I mean? She's gonna make make a lot of money. But I that. think I think I think well, maybe you're right. But I think if Barbie becomes gonna a make stinker, her a mainstream director, which you know you think, she was never considered a mainstream director. Do you think Barbie is gonna be a huge hit, even though we might have we might think, I think it's gonna it be, will be. I oh, think it's gonna okay. be bigger than Spider Man. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You hear you heard it here first, people. Well, no, after mm. I watched Spider Man and see mm. how inside baseball it is, yeah, I think I think because I've seen so much hype for it, I've seen so much buzz, I've seen I've seen like uh, I I've met people that don't like movies that are going to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to 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 really cap on things on on Dave, I I just want to say that I I love what they were doing and what they end up doing with the with the show. And uh, you know, even though I had like some problems with the second season, I think the third season kind of hit the right note, and I liked where the the journey is going for Dave or for Little Dicky. And um. Even though you feel, I thought it was kind of weird that they kind of start the show with like on he, he's on a tour across America and they kind of, and, but I mean it worked. I mean I think that all that stuff kind of worked. It was a setup basically. Yeah, it, it tied everything together. Yeah, so it, it, we're still seeing the progression of his career, even though it, the, the 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 character of Little Dicky in in this world in this TV world he has has I guess more popular more fame. Than he is in the real world because you know we're still waiting for that second album or whatever right he hasn't <laughs> yeah is, do you think he is gonna drop the whole music act and just become an actor and become a maybe you know maybe become a film star well if he were i don't i don't know what he would be able to do besides like small roles and, mm-hmm. and comedies like you know like playing the best friend or you know you know just like little you know one day roles you know mm-hmm. work for one day um I don't, I don't see him as a leading man unless if he's going to be playing himself like unless, i guess unless if he writes the movie and he writes it for himself then totally mm-hmm. but i don't see him starring in people's movies okay yeah, I'm, yeah. 
No, I would say that the same. I, I think I could see him like do what uh, Sasha Baron Baron Cohen does. You know, like writes his own movies really? and not in the sense like it's pranking oh. stuff, but like oh, okay, like like what's the call it? the the uh, Brothers Grinsby? You know, they could do like an American version of that or something like that. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I actually see him doing more like a maybe more like Jason Siegel. Like, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did uh, for Danny Sir Marshall and yeah, the yeah. Five Year Engagement. Sure. He wrote those movies, I believe, too. Yeah. And I think now he's doing like more like serious stuff mm-hmm. well so yeah he's doing that uh series but, the, Ford, but does he write it yeah oh yeah so yeah he co-writes. and i think he before that he did like a, a sci-fi show that failed but you know yeah. he's been doing different yeah. things yeah. and um i can see actually i could see dave maybe go, going in that direction a jason siegel career yeah i could see that happening too yeah uh, Richie, uh, tell us about uh, uh, Jason Siegel doesn't even really star in other people's movies. It's only the stuff he writes. Yeah, I mean, except for the Muppets. Oh, he wrote that too. <laughs> yeah, he wrote those Muppets movies. Yeah, um, and and I should I should I should say that Shrinking, which is the new show that he has with Harrison Ford on on Apple TV, is I I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Even yeah, I gotta it's watch very, that show. It's very traditional. It's Dry. not. It's just oh. like a basic. And I guess you could you could fit that under. A dramedy too i mean um oh yeah definitely it's not necessarily laugh out riot stuff because it's dealing with his own you know it's it's dealing with people's issues and he's a therapist with issues uh rich i think you want to tell us about your your experience of finishing finally uh ted lasso <laughs> what season it's, a, it's uh, it was a third third and final um and i and um i went back to finish uh season two also because i always thought that i uh, i i i finished it but i i i guess i i missed the season finale of uh, season two and uh and uh i didn't really care <laughs> but you but, had you had problems with uh season two yeah season two is uh, of uh ted lasso What's, was, it, how was the finale? So, it was so overhyped for um season two uh, i couldn't believe it how many uh awards it picked up but did the was, finale was, save anything? Huh? Did the finale save it for season two? Well, to me, yeah. The to me, the, this whole season of the third season, the, the the final season, was much improved. It was a lot more. Um, uh, it, it was a lot more um, like uh, fine tuned and uh, more traditional. The season two, they went they went off the rails in a couple episodes that, that I didn't enjoy, but a lot of other people did. Especially the Christmas special, mm-hmm. I thought it was stupid and you know, just plain old stupid. And um, but a lot of people said that's like the best episode, so it's just different, totally different taste for me. The first season I liked because uh, Ted Lasso was it, it had that that appeal of, of a major league series, uh, like uh, he's the fish out of water, and no one likes him, and everybody wants to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. That was the first season. That was the first season. Second season, everyone loves him. Total opposite. It didn't work for me. Third season, he's of course he's still loved, and um, now he has to prove himself as a good, uh, um, you know, as as a coach, as a good coach, because now he, he made himself a rival mm. with um with uh, one of his uh, old coaches. I forget um, Nate, who uh, turned on him at the at the finale of the second season. And what what they did with that storyline, I didn't expect. I, I really thought they were gonna just hang on to that for the the rest of the season, but they they um they did switch it up in, early on, mm-hmm. and I liked it. Uh, I I did like the how how this season went. 
and I wasn't, I was never really bored with any episodes. It just went, I don't know. I, I guess I just enjoyed binging it mm-hmm. um, because uh, I heard that the finale was coming to a close and I just wanted to go ahead and try it. Didn't they announce a season four recently? No, no, uh, no, nothing, 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 uh, nothing. Uh, it's just rumors still. Mm. But yeah, it, I mean, they could, they could continue it on, but I, I don't think, uh, I don't think Sudeikis will be involved if he is. They killed him off. <laughs> no, but he went back home. Ta-da. Spoiler. <laughs> um, I didn't even, I didn't even know he was in a different country. <laughs> it was in England. <laughs> well, they're, he's, they're Americans. Uh, I don't in. care about the show. <laughs> uh, we are, uh, uh, speaking of a- Apple TV, we are currently, me and Richard are currently watching Platonic, which is the new Seth uh, Rogen and Ro- Roseburn. Oh, it's a, it's a show. I thought it was a movie. No, it's a show. It's a, it's a series, and it's the, basically the same people who are behind uh, Neighbors. It's got the same director and writer and all that stuff. And so, bros. It, 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 oh, and bros, and it feels very much like in the same family. I mean, if you like those, you like bros. If you like the Neighbors <laughs> and one and two, and you like what's the Nicholas Stoller? Is that his name? The the director? Yeah. If you like, like his, Irishman, yeah. If you like his movies, this is basically but the same kind of I quality like- of co- a comedy. I like, uh, you know, most of his movies. I didn't, I didn't like Bros, and I didn't like Storks. Oh, Storks! Uh, yeah. I mean, he's kind of hit and miss. Hmm. But um, is it, this is one of his better projects, though. I yeah, well, I guess so. I mean, it's it's fine. It's I mean, we There's only three episodes so far. Yeah, and so basically, what it is is uh, Rose, Byrne, and Seth Rogen are best friends, but they haven't seen each other. Best friends. Uh, they haven't uh, seen each uh, other for a very long time, and then. Seth Rogen is just getting a divorce and they kind of reunite Rose Burns characters at this point in her life is already married with children. She has, uh, and she's more uh, like a, a, a housewife and she's kind of, uh, unsatisfied with that. And so they're kind of both coming into this midlife crisis together. And so it's, and then they have a platonic relationship. It's not a romantic relationship. So they, they come back and they have, you know, the, they kind of deal with their issues that they have. And now they're going through Huh? For some reason, I, I, for some reason, I thought the show was a prequel to Neighbors. I mean, it feels very much like Neighbors. I mean, it's almost like not a prequel, but minus I mean, Zac Efron. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it has the same kind of vibe. If, if you like that kind of stuff, it's the same vibe. So it's fine, you know. Uh, you know, and we does only saw the first a, three. Does, does it need to be serious so far? Like, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, maybe comedy just works better on with scripted or. You know continuation uh storylines uh, uh like i don't know i don't i don't know how how would you put this in a movie because it feels like s- episodic you know so it's just life yeah it's just like slice of life and <laughs> if you were to put it into a movie it'd be this is 40. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's almost like this is 40. it does feel like mm-hmm. kind of like a judge apatow type of uh production um well, i mean nicholas staller is like a yeah. student of apatow yeah it's like mm-hmm. it's kind of the Definitely. same thing uh, so and it's perfect for for Apple TV because I think shrinking also kind of fits in that same mode of a comedy. Um, I recently finished a show, a comedy show on on Freevee, which is the on Am- Amazon. It's called Primo, and it's a, a Latino centric uh, sitcom, very traditional, very. But basically, it's centered on a teenage uh, dude. What's his name? Um, Rafa? 
Rafa? No, is that his name? Rafa? Anyway, it's 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 kind of centered on a teenage uh, uh, kid who has six about six uncles that lives around lives in you know who's always around and and so he has no father but he has six uncles and the uncles you know and he's the primo so he he has um uh basically has to take advice from all the all the stuff and it's very very you know network type of comedy but i thought yeah, it was I, pretty, didn't, I didn't enjoy it I, yeah i dropped it yeah rich dropped it but i, I continue it it, it, it kind of reminded me of that uh abc show Oh, what was it called with Mini Mini Driver, who had the kid with in a a disabled mm-hmm. kid, speechless. It kind of reminds oh, me of Speechless. I same, like that show. It's kind of the same vibe. If you kind of like that kind of sitcom type of comedy, very traditional. I'm, 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 I haven't really been in the sitcom mood lately. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But I but mm-hmm. I, I I remember liking Speechless like back when um that was like a decade ago. Yeah, right? it was a long time ago. Yeah. And I finished it. I finished Speechless. I saw the whole. I mean, I I, I cut. Didn't they only make two seasons? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, a primo kind of reminds me of that kind of thing. I guess it's also maybe very sim- similar to uh, uh, what's the one with Modern Family? No, no, not Modern Family. The one with Jeff Garland in the eighties. Uh, oh, um, yeah. Jeff Garland in the eighties. The eighties set set in the eighties. Oh, the Goldbergs. The gold, oh. yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, I haven't seen an episode of Goldbergs, or I don't even know what kind of comedy comedy it is. But I'm 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 assuming it's kind of the same thing. It does feel like a ABC show, the Primo. So it's available now on Freevee, which is if you have Amazon Prime, it's a part of that system, and you just look it up. And yeah, it's look, it's perfectly good to put in the background if you you know if you're doing other stuff, and that's why I kind of uh, that's what I did with it. You know, I just put it on the background and had a fun time watching it. Mm-hmm. So that's primo, and that's what we've been watching really. Uh, uh, but should... we also we also finished uh, Barry, the yes, season, uh, season finale, and uh, <laughs> which surprisingly had a um, a, a divisive uh, season finale. Uh, what well, before you... split. Are people are saying that because I I love the finale. I, I believe so. I believe some people were were um weren't weren't happy with the uh, final episode, but um I sort of felt that way in the beginning. But you know I appreciated the oh, everything every episode that Bill Hader created in this mm-hmm. in this series. And um although I didn't like I I, I too was had uh after the time um oh I can't say it I no mean, don't say spoiler it. don't know spoiler yeah. So, yeah. Well, they, I, I, I love the, the finale. I love the for last season. Mm-hmm. I think what Dave, the, the Bill Hader has done with, with Barry is it, it, maybe this is a little bit similar to, to Lil Dicky in the sense that um, he is using comedy and, and making it more cinematic, making it more, uh, you know, he's kind of like making twists and turns and he's expanding on the genre. And, you know, there's a, I think in, what season last season mm-hmm. where I really thought, Oh, he is, you know, Bill Hader has developed a, a unique comedic voice and he kind and, of, and, and compared to all the, uh, the, all most of all the other shows, this show actually has laugh out loud sequences in, yeah. in the show, in, in the show. I mean, they're, they're, you know, the other shows there, you know, there's, there's a couple ha ha's in, on the shows that we've been, uh, like, but there, there, there are like, uh, Rewind that back, kind of episode <laughs> on, on Barry. Like, rewind. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that they went that way. Rewind that back, real the, quick. You know, I, yeah. Don't don't you agree that it feel, at times it feels like a Coen Brothers 
yes. you know, product yes. or yeah. you know yeah. production or something like. I mean, that's how unique the comedy is. The blending of mm-hmm. the, these genres, you know, crime, drama, and comedy. And 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 when I say it's like it's like Coen Brothers, it also is very much his voice. So it's not like he's making a a, a carbon copy of of a Coen Brothers you know film. He you just you just could tell that he is influenced by the Coen Brothers, and he is doing something that you know distinctly his own. You know, yeah. so I that's why I appreciate it. And it, to me, it really feels like he has he is especially with this last season because he wrote directed all the or at least he directed all of the episodes so he is now becoming like kind of a auteur in a lot of ways mm-hmm. so i think you know there's rumors that he might do a horror movie maybe yeah let me see it i want to see it i want to see whatever yeah. he's doing next because yeah, i think he yeah, is screw, screw jordan peele let's get bill well, no, no, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't screw to, I, no, 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 I mean, I mean <laughs> jordan peele uh, still could, could come back with a really really yeah. kick-ass movie i i still i, I still thought had, i thought um what's my call nope was yeah. way better than um uh what was the one them with, uh, us? Us, us 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 yes yes yeah but jordan peele you know he he gets you he gets you into the seats but once you're done you you leave your head scratching you know and wondering did i like it or did i or did i hate it did i like it or did i hate it did i like it or did i hate it i haven't hated any of them <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, or, that's just you <laughs> it, it, it's very it's very uh um like it's, it's it's lynchian kind of like a like a like kind of uh direction whatever with barry or whatever with bill Hader, i don't see that i don't see that at all but i i could see like if people not li- truly liking barry because it's so out there and so kind of well um, it's, it's like you said it's like a coen brother movie so yeah so, I, I guess i guess coen brothers is the same same way I, I don't think a lot of people I think there are a lot of people who go, I don't think I like. They're not mainstream movies. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, I think there are a lot of people who say, I didn't like kind of, I didn't find Fargo funny or whatever. I didn't find uh, Inside Lewin Davis funny, you know, or whatever. But mm. I, you know, if we do find those, those movies funny. I, I, did, think... I didn't find that movie funny either. <laughs> Was it supposed to be funny? I mean, it's, it's in a, in a Conan Brothers type of way, right? I mean, it's not. Inside a... Lewin Davis? I thought that was. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even know it was supposed to be funny. Well, it's 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 wacky. It's not. I mean, it's off. It's offbeat. It's like deadpan. I guess you could say. But I mean, for, do you find Fargo isn't funny? Isn't isn't every? Yeah, I do. But isn't everything kind of deadpan nowadays? I think. But I think Fargo and Inside Lou and Davis has a similar tone. Hmm. I don't know. I it, don't agree with that. But but okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. Uh, there you go. That's how what we've been watching, and that's some uh, some of the comedies we've been watching. And so there you go. Comedy yeah. comedy is working on TV. That's for sure. On the big screen, however, that's a different story. Okay, that's it. We gotta go. That's uh, we've been talking too much. Um, all right. Thank you for listening to Inside Flicks. The, those were just our thoughts. This was just a kind of a random episode we we did in the last minute to talk about. Really, just talk about Spider Man into. The across the spot, whatever that new one that's out in theaters <laughs> right now. All right, thank you, and uh, we'll we'll be back very soon with another episode. All right, bye bye, everyone.